0: Financial literacy and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Doctor Francis Rayam. Welcome to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler, along with the Money Doctor, Doctor Francis Ram Hi. Hey, Jess. How are you? I am doing good. What are we talking about today? Or are you going to be able to afford to retire?
1: No, I could tell you no already. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we hope to change that, but. That's what we're talking about. Someone actually sent me this article and said they thought of me right away uh, when they saw it, because it was it was some research done on how long a million dollars will last in retirement in the U.S., state by state. Mm-hmm. So I think there are a lot of advisors and a lot of clients who think, okay, that's my number. I need a million dollars. When I can get to a million dollars, I can retire. Now, You know that I've been complaining about this for some time, saying we don't live in that little finite box. A million dollars to one person is not the same as a million dollars to another. Mm -hmm. One might retire at age 65 or 60. Another person might retire at age 75. One person might have health problems. Another person might be very healthy. So you can't just say. You can't. You just can't say to somebody, I know how much you need to retire, a million bucks. Well, and so, also, like you've talked
0: about forever, too, it, ma- it, it matters what your debt is. If you're going into retirement in debt with other things, that changes everything. It does? Wow. <laughs> I learned something well,
1: from I, listening to you every week. What a novel idea. <laughs> I can tell you that not one article I read about this mentioned debt. Oh, that is interesting. Now, they might say, you know, it's, you're going to need more if you're carrying debt, but they don't talk about... How to solve that or what to do about it. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to talk about this article that came to me state by state. I believe it was um, rentcafe.com did it. So if you want to look it up, you can go to rentcafe.com. But I did, obviously, I don't go from one article. I do a lot of research and figure out what we're going to bring to the airwaves. But this one was really concise. And I thought it, they really did their work on this, their homework on this. Mm-hmm. So they cited that go banking rates took a look at how long a million dollars would last in every state and found that it wouldn't be enough to cover 25 years of retirement expenses anywhere in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Now, that's, you know, Fidelity says, hey, just to quote another source, so it's not just me saying this, Fidelity says, you know, retirement can last 25 years or longer. And the longer we're living, uh, and the healthier we are, the longer we need to fund our retirement.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's hard, too, because you don't ever know
1: how long that's going to be. No, you don't. You know, when I first started at John Hancock, you know, years ago, mm-hmm. right? the, one of the men training me used to go out and tell people for life insurance sales when they would complain that they didn't like this policy or they didn't like, like that policy. It was too expensive. It wasn't enough coverage. He would say, I'll tell you what, if you can give me your date of birth and your date of death, I will write you the perfect life insurance policy. <laughs> yeah, it's a little easier that way. And it's really true. We don't know. So we have to plan uh, for the worst and hope for the best, right? Now, if you couple this with the fact that we have a Social Security problem, mm-hmm. which is largely what people say, well, when I retire, uh, yes, I'm not going to have enough money in my 401k, my IRAs, whatever, but... Social Security, you know, helps. I'm going to make up the difference with that. Well, we can already see. I, I think a year or so we were on, the, on a show talking about what... We worldly. did. I
0: remember it well. I remember it well because you were kind of explaining to me where I think like, hey, that's money I paid in. You're like, it's not actually the money. It's the generation before.
1: Right. And I think we were saying, you know, people are all frightened about is it going to end in 2035 or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I said, it's political suicide. You can't just end it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And get elected. I, not on that platform anyway. But you, what they will do and what they're already doing, uh, and this is what we said I think a year ago or so, is they will just adjust things. Now you'll have to be a little older before you can collect your Social Security. Uh, or you have to, you can wait a little longer before you take your uh, RMDs out of your IRAs, right? Out of your 401 mm-hmm. k. And it's already starting to to creep into the to the rules where that's going to delay. So now we have, okay, a million dollars isn't going to last more than twenty five years or twenty five years anywhere in the US according to the standard living, right? Standard cost of living. And we're coupling that with the social security problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the analysis that, that uh, rent what is it, rent uh rent cafe, rent cafe yep. The analysis that rent cafe did assumed a retirement age of sixty-five or older and they examined annual living costs in all fifty states, including expenses for housing, utility, groceries, health care, and transportation. Now it doesn't specifically say that they didn't look at debt, but when I when I crunch these numbers against the labor statistics, I can see that this was really regular living expenses, what we call regular living expenses your insurance, your groceries, your health care, things like that, but not necessarily your credit card debt your car loans. It may or may not have factored in an average mortgage, but the writing is on the wall here that, you know, the Bureau of Labor Statistics from 2020 uh, was what they used, along with the Missouri Economic Research and Information Center. Now, here's what, here's what we found. Now, of course, my the hackles went up on the back of my neck immediately, thinking, "Oh my gosh, a million dollars isn't enough to fund twenty-five years in any state in the U.S. Mm. That problem, and we have a social security problem. Right? So, you know, I don't want to just depress everybody. We'll all be j- jumping off of bridges, right? We don't have enough money to retire, but there's there are solutions to it. Okay. So, let me just uh, tell you that. Some of the states, Massachusetts, I can tell you right now, was one of the shortest. In other words, the money goes the fastest. Oh, of course. And it's really expensive. 12.8 years is how, we, how long we think, according oh. to this, it will last. 12.8 years. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's bad. Now, if you're thinking, yeah, but I can move to another state and have a better standard of living, mm-hmm. the longest period of time that the money lasted was in Mississippi, where it made it to about 22 years. Okay, So that state uh, ranked the fifth best to retire due to affordability and weather, but it didn't score very well in health care and overall well-being categories. Yeah, those are kind of important. They are important. You know, where does everybody move? They go to Florida, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Florida, that same money that will last 12.8 years here will last 18 years in Florida. And you have no snow. But, yes, but 18 years is nowhere near 25. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe you won't live 25 years after you retire, but I certainly hope that you will, and I hope that you don't live in poverty, that you have enough money to pay your bills and keep your lights on and, you know, do the kinds of things that you want to do in your retirement years. Mm-hmm. So some solutions, and we can talk about this in more detail, but I'll just cut to the chase pretty quickly here. I was in a meeting yesterday with some clients that had been with us three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Well, they were with us longer than three and a half years. I think about six years, if I remember correctly. But three and a half years ago, they paid off their last debt through our program, right? Mm-hmm. And it happened a mortgage. Now, that freed up about $3,000 a month. It actually freed up more, much more than that. But they took $3,000 of that money that they weren't sending to creditors, and they just started saving it. Now, the guy said to me right away... You know, we don't want for anything. If we want to do something, we do it Mm -hmm. because we don't have this debt. And I I busted out laughing in the appointment, and I just said, I'm sorry to laugh at you, but this conversation is so much different than the one we had several years ago. Mm -hmm. No, you know, they came to me saying, okay, we have debt. We're managing it. We're making the payments, but how are we going to retire, right? How can we pay this debt off in order to retire Mm debt-free? Or can we afford to retire And that double whammy that I always talk about, in fact, the appointment was so spot-on about the things that we talk about, I asked permission to use it in our training, and they they gave that permission to me right away. But in that amount of time, three and a half years, this couple has saved hundreds of thousands of dollars, believe it or not.
0: But in that amount of time, I know you said that they paid off their debt in like three and a half years with the program, which is... Phenomenal, But in that amount of time, did they not run up any other debt from that point forward once they paid it off? That's,
1: that's correct, because they have enough money to buy things in cash that they want to buy things. I mean, he, he flat out said, yeah, we don't take a loan for anything these days. Wow. They didn't save $200,000 because they, they invested $3,000 a month, right? To be fair, that racked up to, you know, roughly 90000 or more. They maybe didn't do it so consistently. But the fact that they got excited about this and they said, the woman said, you know, you get so excited to see the debt getting paid off, you start to adjust your budget, you start to pull back on things just so you can pay the debt off. Mm-hmm. And it's a voluntary thing, but it does have a way of really speeding things up. And so what happens is, you know, they started to get really aggressive about their savings because they could see that there was a light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. The hope was changing from... How are we ever going to pay this debt off to, oh, look, our debt is gone in whatever it was, maybe four years from the time they started with us or three years, and and then we can start funneling all that money toward retirement. So they got more diligent about looking at their investments. We moved some things to better earning places, you know, safer places that generated income and, and earned better than what they had, and so... There, was a, there were a lot of things going on there, but instead of just hanging on saying we're going to work forever, she is now working three days a week because she likes her job. Mm-hmm. He said to me, I'm thinking about where can I work until I'm age 75, and he's 63 now. And okay. I said, well, you might not have to, but if you want to, keep going, you know. Yeah, for so, sure. A lot of people like to keep active. Yeah, for sure. So we can talk more about the, how that works for people, but when you're reading these articles about I'm not going to have enough money to retire, and it just seems right i mean you throw your hands up and you say i don't i don't want to look at my finances i don't i'm never going to retire so what Mm -hmm. that's mentality as i'm never going to get out of debt so i shouldn't look at it and both things are not true you can can do this my other um quick
0: i guess point would be when we're talking about this too it's a million dollars per person right it's not like per family or per couple if you're both the same age and going to retire together
1: I think it's per household, actually.
0: Oh, per household. Okay, that's a little bit better they, than
1: per person. Well, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't define actually in this uh, in this article, but I would say that that's per household. Per
0: household. Okay. Well, that look look at me. That seems more manageable. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to come up with some solutions coming up in the second half of financial fitness. First, though, I want to get your phone number.
1: Sure. It's four one three seven seven three.
0: And as always, you can go to HugYourMoney.com for more. We will be back with more of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, coming up next on WHMP. When it comes to investing, we're taught the higher the risk, the better the reward. Francis Ram, the money doctor, says it isn't necessarily true. We need to remember that with risk comes the potential for losses, and making up losses can set us back or worse, delay our retirement. You've heard the testimonials for years about how... her patented program helps people become 100% debt-free far ahead of schedule. But did you know that for more than 35 years, Dr. Ram has been helping people retire well without unnecessary risk? Dr. Ram says most people mistakenly accept that in order to earn attractive interest rates, they must tolerate risk, and that choosing safety means settling for lackluster returns. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can earn competitive rates and minimize taxes without risking a single dollar of your hard-earned savings. Contact the money doctor at Hug Your Money for a free consultation. Call 413-773-3333 or visit HugYourMoney.com. Welcome back to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler along with the money doctor, Dr. Francis Ray. hi. You're
1: still here with me? I can't believe it after I get all that bad news. <laughs> um, I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on. We're
0: talking about retiring and how far a million dollars goes in the different states and it doesn't seem like very far.
1: Well, it doesn't It doesn't seem like far enough. Uh, it sounds like so much money, and, and, you know, your quick math says, gee, I've got a million dollars, if I'm earning 5% on it, I get, you know, this much per year, I can make a living at 50 grand a year, I can live, you know. And then what happens is inflation, mm-hmm. lifestyle changes, you rack up some more debt. You know, the value of money decreases over time. Mm-hmm. We, you know, unless inflation goes way down, unless we start paying a lot less for things than we are today. Which is unlikely. Yeah, it's unlikely. And the value of your dollar, your dollar is going to buy less in the future than it buys now. Mm-hmm. So when you think in terms of today, gee, you know, if I had a million dollars, it seems like so much money. I will tell you that in the time that I've been in business a long time, uh, when I first started, you know, 37 years ago, anybody that I saw that had a million dollars was doing really, really well. hmm you know, they're a millionaire, right? People are a millionaire. And now it's almost rote routine for me to work with people who have a million dollars or more in their, you know, 401Ks collectively, and it's just much more common.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's, interesting because the perspective used to be like, oh, wow, they're a millionaire, and now it's almost like you have to be a billionaire to be
1: impressive. Yeah, I think it has changed. I mean, nobody has said to me in a long time, I'm a millionaire Mm -hmm. without that they were a multi-millionaire. Right, yeah. So it has changed. So let's uh, just look at a couple of the states just for comparison. You might imagine that the shortest, you know, the, the least distance that your dollar would go. I'm going to say the- California. No. New York. Hawaii. Hawaii. No. Hawaii oh, yeah. Everything's got to be imported. You want a gallon of milk, it's coming over on a boat or plane, whatever, right? Oh, got, so, it, got it. Do
0: California and New York make the
1: list? They did. Okay. Well, Okay, so Hawaii was 10.3 years. Mm-hmm. Massachusetts was 12.8. California, your first guess, was 13.8. So money lasted longer in California than where we live. Wow. New York. 14.1 years. Now, that's not just New York City. It's New York State, right? Yeah, yeah, it's It's, it's definitely not Midtown. But the other states that are close to us, like Vermont, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Vermont, 16 and a half years, Connecticut, 16.6, New Hampshire, Mm 16.7. You know, these three states that border us got four more years out of their money than than we got here in Massachusetts. What
0: was the 25? that You said some states 25. What was the 25? No,
1: No, no states. Make twenty five years. Oh, okay. So, what's the longest? It's Mississippi. Twenty two point seven, Mississippi. Okay. Then Oklahoma, then Kansas, and Alabama, Iowa, Georgia, Ohio, West Virginia, Missouri. All of these are in the twenties, all the way up to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Tennessee, Indiana, and Arkansas. Arkansas was twenty one point two. So, all of those states are the longest, and the shortest ones are some of the ones that I named here. You know, including Alaska. By the way, Alaska and Hawaii were both short. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So now you're thinking, well, wait, I'm going to leave the country, and I'm going to go live somewhere else. <laughs> I do
0: watch but, a lot of beach hunters and, uh, for looking you know, for a place in Honduras. Well, you know,
1: the truth is, I almost bought land in Honduras. Really? Because, oh, yeah. Because the, this was years ago. I'm sure the tax laws have probably changed. But the tax laws were so appealing for an expatriate. I could move all... They were going to pay to move all my furniture and, and vehicles and everything there, mm. and I much money as I wanted there without paying a tax there. Now I'd have to pay it in the U.S. if I wanted to, as long as I was doing it online. And and many years ago, that's exactly what I was doing with a, with an advisory newsletter. And and so, yeah, I considered that. I had a nice view of Roatan. And boy, it seemed like a good idea until I realized well, a third world country meant I had to bribe the sheriff all the time to get <laughs> it done. And I was like, okay, I, I don't know that world. I'm not... I'm right. Saying, but if you go to other areas, if you travel, you will find whole, you know, uh, enclaves, excuse me, of, of um, expatriates, people who decided to move there and then they invited their relatives mm-hmm. because they found a way to stretch their dollar or they found that they, they could live as well there as they could live here. But I'm not advising that. I'm not saying you should leave the U.S. and take your money and go. Yeah,
0: and I do think that it's hard, too, for unless you've decided that you want to retire somewhere warm. If you've grown up somewhere and lived somewhere for 70 years, most people don't want to move.
1: You know, it always sounds romantic. I'll just move to Italy. Mm -hmm. And then you start to realize your friends, your family, you know, your children, whoever you want to see is still maybe here. Mm -hmm. You may do it, and you may travel back and forth, but most people do exactly what you said. They grow roots, they put them down somewhere, and that's where they retire. They worry about their health care. That's a a number one thing that people say, when I retire, I need predictable health care. The attractions in Honduras is that in Tegucigalpa, they had a major hospital with decent health care, right? But I was so young, I didn't really care. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm young and healthy, right? So, you know, people look at these things differently. But the point of this entire uh, show today is that no matter what you are hearing about your retirement no matter whether your financial planner is telling you you're not on pace you are on pace whatever if they are not factoring in your debt payment if they are assuming you will be out of debt by retirement and that's why they're showing you that you have enough money you have a big problem that you need to address Mm -hmm. because you're not working toward an accurate goal right and and that's i can't tell you how common it is in the industry It is so common in the industry that, you know, we're sort of a lone read out here saying, but wait, you can pay off your debt because people don't make money. Well, we don't make money on you paying off your debt, right? Settlement companies and companies like that make money in the middle. Don't get me going on how (laughs) that. But but anyway, I'll I'll Andy Rooney up on you. But anyway, so there are things that you can do to improve your retirement picture. And one of the first things you can do is to make a plan to pay down your debt, to accelerate paying down your debt, whether you do it through us or you do it some other way, I don't care. But all of those monthly payments that you are making, much of which is going to interest to fund your lifestyle because you bought things, houses, cars, student loans, credit cards, debt, whatever, when you get rid of that, that money can all be harnessed and give you that double whammy effect I was talking about, this couple reporting to me yesterday, right? They First of all, if you're not shelling out that much in income, now we've done this many times just to ask people to pause for a moment and say, okay, how much of my income do I send out in my mortgage, my car payment, my credit cards, my student loans? Forget groceries. Forget cable. Don't think about it for the moment. Just take your debt and total up your monthly payments. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever that number is, let's say it's $4,000 a month, which is not unheard of. It's quite low, actually, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. $4,000 a month, including your mortgage, don't forget. Now, you back out your taxes and insurance, to be fair, because that's, you're always going to have those if you keep the house. But whatever that number is, if it's $4,000 a month, that is $48,000 a year that is being spent out of your retirement dollars every year you're retired.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In order to get that, remember, most of your retirement dollars probably went in a tax-deferred account. So now you're going to take them out. You're going to pay tax on that money finally, right? That's how it works. And you need to get what? Maybe 60000 maybe 65000 in order to net that 48000 just to pay your debt. Mm-hmm. You need a lot of money to do that because that's not even considering your living expenses. So let's suppose we get rid of this $48,000 a year in debt before you retire. Mm-hmm. That means these numbers we're talking about, your million dollars isn't going to go to 25 years, whatever. It means whatever you have in retirement is not being depleted by our taxable number, 60000 $65,000 a year. That is enormous. Mm-hmm. It's an enormous change in your retirement picture. But in addition to that, if you can get out of debt before you're retired, while you're still working, right, and even along the way, you're sort of making a balancing act. As much money is going towards getting out of debt because we can help you find the sweet spot, and the rest of that money is going to retirement. Mm-hmm. Now you're bolstering your retirement account. You're building these retirement dollars faster than you would have been otherwise. And you, you are able to, to make up for some lost time, essentially, and build up your retirement dollars. And then when you retire, you're not depleting them by these debt payments. Mm-hmm. That's this sort of double whammy effect. And it is... It's very powerful. I mean, I think the people I talked to yesterday were really surprised at how much they were able to save. I expected them to save the $3,000 a month That's that they used to be paying out in debt, and I expected to take the other whatever they took, $1,000 a month, and, and blow it on lifestyle. But I expected that. What I didn't expect was for them to say, oh, we got really so enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. We, started, we started doing extra things. We bumped up our contributions because we didn't need the money in our pocket. And yeah. so they saving quite a bit more. So, I, you know, I hope that this is not falling on deaf ears for advisors as well as, as clients because, I, you know, we meet a lot of people, and I think nine times out of ten, people are feeling like there's no way I'm going to be able to retire. I know it coming into your office or I know it, you know, getting into a Zoom meeting. So I'm just looking at how am I going to get out of debt because retirement is so far from my perspective right now. I can't think of it as a goal. Well, I do
0: think that a lot of people don't really put, as you've said before, don't put debt and retirement into the same conversation. They think of them as two separate things. But as you're saying, they really directly affect each other.
1: You know, it's all money. I don't care how you label it, whether it's debt or whether it's living expenses or retirement savings. It's all money that that you have a finite source for. You know, even if you're self-employed and can reinvent yourself and make more money, you're still dealing with a certain amount of dollars every month and having to you know, everybody's vying for it. The, the creditors are vying for it. The grocery store is vying for it. Your advisor is saying you've got to contribute more to your 401K because you're not going to have enough money to retire. Mm-hmm. Right? And so everybody wants your dollar. Your kids are saying, give me an allowance, whatever. Everybody wants that dollar. It can only stretch so far. And it's getting diluted drastically by paying creditor payments monthly. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. I've never found anybody that, once I explained this, could disagree with this, right? It's pure math and concept. If you go through life ignoring these debt payments, assuming, well, I'm always going to have a mortgage, I'm always going to have a car payment, then that money is never going to be free to fund the kind of lifestyle you want. I I had a woman the other day tell me that she didn't want to follow the plan. Uh, She just wanted it to be very simple. And I (laughs) said, very simple mean cuz it's pretty simple you're logged in there's a green box tells you where to send the money you send it right but right. very simple mean and she said i just want to pay things the normal amount of time they're supposed to be paid <laughs> and i said well then you're never going to be out of debt probably you know right but it, it's a hard thing for people to wrap their minds around we grow up thinking that the American dream essentially translates to, you must make payments. It's just how we think. And then we separate, we totally segregate retirement and we say, oh, we got a guy who does the retirement thing. We're all set there. Mm -hmm. It's interesting.
0: It's interesting too how like the United States kind of fosters that. Like I know, I don't know, I watch a lot of house hunters, but in other countries, it seems like you don't, they don't do mortgages. Like you have to have the money to pay for it.
1: Well, yeah, it used to be that way here too, but I know we've done shows on this, but when whoever decided, and it was actually insurance companies, believe it or not, that if they gave you a payment system, you could buy a house, mm-hmm. uh, they opened Pandora's box. Yeah, We were talking off the air a little bit about what's happening with mortgages in the, in the country. And, you know, California has had 40-year mortgages for some time now, I mean, many years, because the houses are so expensive, a 30-year mortgage is too pricey for somebody, even on a high income, to be able to make the payments.
0: Yeah, I was just reading an article on this where they were saying that first-time buyers are increasingly taking out what they call ultra-long mortgages. It said that by the end of last year, one in six first-time buyers had a mortgage that was more than 35 years.
1: Wow. That's just completely staggering. Yeah. And, you know, so these are the kinds of things that we have to think of. And I know I come on the air and talk about debt. I mean, I do retirement planning for people. It's part of our business, right? But we incorporate paying off your debt. And I think that, that That's how you get a fair shake at this and how you accelerate the debt plan and accelerate your retirement. But when I read this article, I just thought, oh, my gosh, nowhere in the U.S. is this going to last 25 years. Mm.
0: Well, also, you know, it's interesting, the clients you said that had come in, even though this might not sound like fun, they're satisfied now and even excited, you said. So, you know, it is a good feeling when you see those numbers going down.
1: Well, you can tell when you say to somebody, gee, what you just said was really great. Would you allow me to use this in, in our training videos? And when they go, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, (laughs) then you know, okay, they're really happy. That's awesome. I hate to leave this on a downer because I'm very optimistic about helping people retire, but I just don't want anybody out there thinking, well, I'm not going to live for 25 years, so I'm okay here in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. in Massachusetts was 12.8 years. Yeah, it's not good. All no. right, well, let's
0: get your phone number if anybody needs some help or has some questions or maybe wants to pay off their debt a
1: little quicker. Absolutely. Or crank up their retirement assets. They can reach us at 413 773 3333.
0: Or as always, visit hugyourmoney.com. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. We'll be back next week with another edition of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, right here on WHMP.